There's the Beaver Stadium we all know. The Beaver Stadium when 107,000 people pack the stands. The Blue Band. The We Are Chants. The crowd cheering after great plays. The arguments amongst fans after bad ones. But for Paul Curtis, that's not the Beaver Stadium that he knows best. Yeah, it's interesting because when I'm here alone, sometimes I'll even be, I'll have my headphones on when I'm mowing and then my radio playing and I'll be singing and not even know people are watching me or listening to me. It can be a really quiet place when you're out here just working on your, on something yourself and it's a pretty unique place. Curtis is the lead groundskeeper for Penn State and he spends countless hours with his crew in an empty Beaver Stadium making sure the things you don't even notice on game day are perfect. This is Sideline Stories, a podcast about the men and women we never see who make game day possible on football Saturdays. I'm your host for today, Jim Kruger. And this episode is The Grass is Always Greener. It's Monday, November 11th, 2019. In five days, the Nittany Lions will be facing Indiana. Over 100,000 fans will be watching in the stadium and even more on TV. Curtis is standing on the sideline of the field. He's wearing a Carhartt jacket (laughs) and a Penn State winter hat. It's cold, and the wind swirling around in empty Beaver Stadium makes it feel even colder. Curtis didn't go to college for this job. He actually started working at Penn State doing something a little different. I got a job as a weekend equipment guy in the athletic department, and to save money, the department would send me out in the summers to work on the grounds crew. He picked the job only because he liked sports and he wanted to be around it. But as time went on, he gradually made his way into the grounds crew full time. And it turned out that I really enjoyed it. And here we are all this time later, and I'm like the senior guy now. He talks about it as if it's a routine day job, but this is no ordinary ground screw. The field he's responsible for is the world's largest stadium with natural grass on the field, one of college football's most famous fields. But for now, that field is not ready. The lines need to be repainted. You know, it takes a crew of about 10 guys and about 50 gallons of paint. That will take up most of the day, and the crew might need to repaint again if the weather turns ugly in the coming days, which it's scheduled to. Well, there's a lot of challenges, and the big one is the weather, and the weather and the scheduling. That's why you see us painting today on a Monday for a Saturday game. Uh, Some of the other challenges, um, drying of paint, storms coming in, shadows. Shadows will keep the paint from drying, stuff like that. Other than that, the field needs to be continually mowed and maintained. It's mid-November. The game against Indiana is expected to be played in below freezing temperatures. Throughout most of Happy Valley, the grass has died off by this time of year. But Curtis and his crew know a few yeah. secrets that help them to keep the field in perfect condition. A lot of it's fertilizer <laughs> and chemicals and covering it with growth covers. And there's a lot of techniques, but it's basically that. Beyond the fear of Beaver Stadium's hallowed turf dying early, is also a fear of that hollow turf becoming a cherished prize for others. When they're out there, they'll steal chunks of the grass, they'll kick it out with their foot and then take it. Uh, Pocket knives digging pieces out, everybody wants a souvenir of it. Mm -hmm. We've had people steal the orange cones in the corner of the end zones, try to steal pads, 
Uh, everybody's trying to reach for a towel or something that the team had or a piece of equipment. Weather, seasonal changes, kleptomania, the constant wear and tear of a brutal contact sport. That's a lot to worry about in the week leading up to game day and a lot to maintain. But Curtis has been working on the grounds crew at Beaver Stadium for 28 years and experience helps him in this job. And in that time, he has seen a lot of changes in the world of field turf. One of those major changes? Jobs like Curtis's are disappearing. That's because the grass that is the focus of his work is becoming an endangered species in the world of collegiate and professional sports. Another problem we're having is so many other people getting fake grass now that I call it fake grass. What Curtis calls fake grass is better known as astroturf or field turf. It has multiple advantages. It can allow fields to more easily host a variety of events at stadiums such as concerts and sports other than football. The fake grass doesn't need to be fastidiously maintained like real grass. And because of that, a grounds crew like Curtis's doesn't need to be there to constantly paint, mow, and refertilize. In the Big Ten, only Penn State, Northwestern, and Michigan State have real grass fields. We're really nationally known as a turf, as a turf science school. Um, you know, one of the top schools in the country for turf science. So it has more to do with just the playability, but it, the playability here is always amazing. And, you know, our past coaching staffs and even this present one, we fought, they fight so much to keep this a football-only facility, and that helps too. But the reasons for having a natural grass field go beyond having a good turf grass program. So I feel, I, it's my opinion, but I feel that it's, it's a lot better for a player, uh, for injuries and et cetera. Curtis is not alone in this thinking. Studies have shown that artificial turf fields cause a rise in ACL and MCL sprains, both injuries with long-term recovery timetables. When that torque was created in a tackle that that grass pops out and releases. We're on, a, on an artificial turf field, it won't. It won't release. It'll just stick. And sometimes that's what the torque goes up through your body and eventually comes out in a knee injury or ankle injury or et cetera. That takes a big toll on the players. But there are other costs as well. Each one of those chunks of grass that pops out during the game means more time, more people, and more money being spent to fix the field. But the people who work on the ground screw don't seem to mind. It's Friday now, the day before the game, and Chris Gorilla is joking with his coworkers. Chris shaved his beard into something called a monkey tail. You lose a bet or something? Or is... I don't think I can perfectly explain it, but uh, half of his face is shaved clean and the other is a full beard. This won't be a permanent style. He told his co-workers he was going to do it, so he did. The beard That's off. the guy that doesn't have to wear it himself. He's like, you should wear it. <laughs> <laughs> the camaraderie among the grounds crew matches the football teams. You can feel a sense of shared purpose, friendship, and affection among the group. I mean, everybody here is super great. That's grounds crew employee Jake McMahon. I didn't have to worry about, you know, working with that one person. It wasn't nice or anything like that. The grounds crew truly enjoy the working environment Curtis created and he seems to truly embrace it. In fact, beyond everything, beyond the painting, the mowing, beyond having his field glowing green every weekend on national television, 
Curtis says his greatest accomplishment is the culture he's created. Oh, I, I mean, I love doing this, and I love, I love working with our student workers who are learning to do this and then taking that somewhere else. So I think we have a big part in creating an amazing environment for them. Curtis keeps in touch with his former employees, too, many of whom have gone on to a career much like his. They'll actually think this is the way work is everywhere. And then when they go somewhere else, we'll hear from them like, dude, this is nothing like it was back at the ground screw. It's like so many of them want to create the same atmosphere where they are in charge, which is such a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's such an honor to hear that, that they want it to be like that. And for all of his hard work, he gets little notoriety. He praised the football players, the blue band, the drum majors, the lionettes, everything they do on the field. But we don't often think about the field itself. What Curtis and his crew do week in and week out to make a field that gets beaten up, abused, and sometimes stolen looked perfect, look unnoticeable, is quite an impressive feat in itself. Penn State Athletics Marketing Department doesn't get all the glory, but it helps create an unrivaled atmosphere at Beaver Stadium. Creating those special moments that take place whenever there's a break in the action at Penn State football home games, that's next time on Sideline Stories.